Block Party is a tech culture podcast. We do tech for the people. We cover topics ranging from cryptocurrencies, blockchain, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and more. Our guests include entrepreneurs, creatives, and influencers. Block Party takes a unique view of tech through the lens of the people living it. Block Party is tech culture. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to this episode of Block Party. Today, Z and I are joined by Grant, creative director and founder of Undead Blocks, the first kill-to-earn crypto game which puts teams of players against the undead apocalypse. Thank you for joining us, Grant. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me, guys. It's an absolute blast to be on the Block Party. How are you? Doing very good. Doing very good. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice, nice day here in New York City. Um, I'm also a New York resident, just a little bit upstate though. Hashtag Bills Mafia out here in Buffalo. Well, well shout out New York, definitely. I'm, I'm actually in uh, Cappadocia right now in, in Turkey, Brent. So a uh, little bit wow. later for me, it's at 2 a.m. But um, a New York resident, uh, you know, New York born and raised. So, well, not born, but raised for sure since I was like five. So definitely uh, appreciate the New York in here. Yeah, always, always, always much love to New York on my side. Always much love. But, um, but enough about us because... We're here because I wanted to bring you on because I've been really into a lot of projects that are in crypto gaming and how there are new and creative ways to handle the crypto gaming uh, economics and a lot of stuff. But before we even get to the nitty gritty of the project for Undead Blocks, I wanted to start with you, Grant. Uh, how'd you end up starting here in Web3 and blockchain? Um, I'm actually really, really interested because I see that you have a heavy financial background and I would just love to see how you intersected over here on this side. Yeah, that's a great question. So for those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Grant Hasley. I'm the executive director, founder of Undead Blocks. So Undead Blocks is going to be the world's first AAA FPS zombie shooter. We can't wait to bring it to you guys. As for myself, I'm coming from the, the world of what you'd call traditional high finance. I worked at Goldman Sachs for about three years. I was doing some asset management there. I was working in securities lending. I've transitioned to M&T Bank. I was a vice president over there running the data analytics and modernization group in their FP&A division. And, mm -hmm. you know, honestly, look, I've been a, I've been a holder since 2015. Um, I just, through the pandemic, I just wanted to change. I, uh, I was just sick and tired of sitting around at home, just on my laptop, looking at the computer, waiting for the days to end. I wanted something where I could you know, channel my passion and my energy into a project. And I really, I, I, I identified quickly, um, you know, what has been going wrong with some play to earn games. I think Axie changed the game. I wouldn't be speaking to you guys today without Axie Infinity. And um, I think what you're seeing from a lot of these other play to earn games is they just don't have the tokenomics right. And, um, you know, I do appreciate all the vigilant attempts that groups have made to curtail that tokenomics issue. But um, myself being a data scientist um, and I have a math degree, I really felt I could build a sustainable model. And uh, my right-hand man, Michael Branson, our director of analytics, he's also a member of the Casualty Actuary Society. Mm -hmm. He was most recently at AXA running a $6 billion risk management portfolio. And look, we're just living our dream right now. I think um, I've had more fun working on Undead Blocks for the last eight months than I did for the la previous eight years working in finance. So really excited about it, really excited about Undead um, and happy to answer any questions you guys might have. Awesome. Yeah, that that's... you. A, you got one of the craziest... Uh, like track sheets that i've seen here in uh crypto a lot of people don't have that level of understanding when it comes to 
traditional finance to now make their way over here into web three and understanding how the tokenomics have to actually you know work and you like you brought up before a lot of these projects don't do the uh tokenomics right and um just to uh boil down you you moved over from this uh traditional finance uh arena and now you're here building undead blocks um how how'd you end up being on undead blocks how'd you end up front running this project and and basically can you tell us a little more about what undead blocks really is yeah, that's a great question. So uh, Undead Blocks started basically in the beginning of July. What really started as a GameFi project has morphed into a vendetta against traditional gaming. Um, one thing I really considered as just being a gamer myself, look, I grew up on COD Zombies. When Rick Toffin blew up the moon in uh, um, the original COD Zombies story, I went nuts. And then hmm. I went to college and got a math degree, really lost my love for gaming. But what I've realized is that um, gamers really, uh, they don't have an, a, a very unique way of being able to monetize their in-game assets. I think a lot of individuals have noticed this. So one thing I'm really good at, um, what I provide to the project is I've just been raising money my whole life and just working with venture capital firms. When I was at, um, it was a Korean bank with Bank of Hope. I was vice president over there. I was speaking to the board all the time. I was basically creating a lot of the reports and just very familiar with, um, how these high level finance viewers think and, what I was able to do was I'll just be able to, to, from my network, being put in touch with different crypto venture capital firms. Um, you guys, I'm sure you know that we just recently locked up a partnership with Animoca Brands, who I believe are the pinnacle of blockchain gaming venture capital. And, you know, we have a war chest of assets at our disposal now. But when we started, we raised about a million bucks and mm -hmm. um, we, we worked with GenBlock, X Network, and Double Peak to do so um, and really just pitched them on the concept of Undead Blocks more so as a fun game, a triple-A immersive experience, then a play-to-earn game where you just click the button and try to earn. I think um, that's where we're moving in the future, where the games have to be fun. A lot of these games out there that are blockchain games, they're not even considered games, in my opinion. They're really just a way for you to try to earn a living. And, and yeah. I think these games are very popular in places like the Philippines and Brazil, Lebanon, Egypt, uh, where you are seeing um, a lot of individuals, a lot of demand on mobile. And so, you know, our mobile game is coming out later at the end of the year. But right now, we're just focusing on PC and Mac. And um, once we were able to raise that million dollars, we contracted a dev development studio, Kevru Games, mm -hmm. and listen, they're top notch. They've worked on some small projects. You've probably heard of them, Fortnite, mm -hmm. uh, Star Wars, Tales of the Galaxy's Edge. So mm -hmm. listen, they're a heavy hitting <laughs> studio. We have about 50, fifty full-time devs between them and formerly NCC Gaming that are helping with optimization. And um, we're just trying to build every single day. <clears throat> How Undead Blocks is different than many of the other play-to-earn games you guys consume or see or invest in is, look, we built the game first, and we haven't raised... The money we haven't even launched our token we haven't sold one single nft and there's a serious amount of demand for weapons because people know um what the ceiling can be for a first person shooter and so what really differentiates us is look we built the game first on our twitter you'll see the sneak peeks of the beta getting better every day uh but it's it, we haven't even released a teaser or a trailer and that's just very rare in the space where yeah. individuals raise the token they raise the money they get these millions in front of them and then they don't really have a lot of incentive to continue building or they deliver a half-assed product in my opinion so one thing that differentiates our team from many different teams is we've all done very well in our careers myself coming from goldman and mt michael just running a six billion dollar risk management portfolio he's done very well and um isaac nakash is our head of ui he founded team finance which was a DeFi protocol He's really the most experienced crypto head in our group. And then we have Kane, uh, um, who is, uh, he spent six years at Google um, in the UK. He finished second in the Google Ads competition in the UK, and he's an experienced crypto marketer himself. So everything we've done is organic, and I think that's very strong. Our, our Discord right now is up to about 31,000 individuals. We're almost at 50K on Twitter, but they're actual people. They're not bots. And so we're just continuing to build from the ground up, and that's what Undead Blocks is all about. 
That's that's actually awesome. amazing. Yeah, Grant, and and I really appreciate the, the you you compared it to uh COD Nazi Zombies because I definitely saw a little bit of uh, familiarity when I was looking at the game, and um especially with the AAA title and the kill the earn model. Um, and if I understand correctly, to participate in in the game in the ecosystem, players need to own one of the weapon NFTs that you mentioned, or they could rent one of the NFT weapons. Uh, could correct. you explain what that renting model looks like? Sure. So uh, for Undead Blocks, you will have to purchase the weapon NFT uh, to play Undead Blocks. It's basically your keys to the card. This card just happens to be Maserati. So there are four different weapon packs you can choose from, and they're like your loadouts, like you would start Call of Duty, right? You have your preset loadouts. That's what right. we're offering, just different price points for how serious you want to go into Undead Blocks. But we also have uh, basically a non-existent barrier to entry to rent. And so we're, we're copying a, um, a similar approach that has been taken from other play-to-earn games where you are actually allowed to rent the, the weapon and then you just take a split. So, for example, if I rented um, your Zombie Killer pack and I earned $10 that day, well, there's probably a 70-30 or 80-20 split. So I might earn 7 or 8 bucks, and then the person that owns the asset for $3. And so what we really believe is these, these weapons are going to be uh, bear-proof, in our opinion, because... Uh, we are offering that off-chain reward is now a stable coin. We are the, going to be the first group that is actually using this off-chain reward as a stable coin. It's going to provide uh, basically our players to do their own ROI and say, how long would it take me to, quote-unquote, make my money back? Or um, if you're renting, how long would it take me to purchase my own pack on OpenSea? So uh, I think it's really going to allow players from all over the world to get a chance to try it. Look, if you wanted to just play a, a free-to-play game, there is Call of Duty, like you said. There is yeah. Over, uh, Overwatch, Valorant, CSGO, PUBG, Fortnite, GTA. Uh, but if you want to invest in the Undead Blocks ecosystem, you want to reap the rewards of Undead Blocks, you're going to have a weapon NFT. Awesome. Gotcha. And, and, the, and the renting model, is it similar to Axie Infinity, where you can rent from other players, or are you renting uh, from, from the publisher itself, from the ecosystem? I, just, just I would for say it's, it's probably the most similar to Peg Axie. And the fact that you can actually, how they rent a horse, you just list on their marketplace and you can snag a horse. You're mm -hmm. going to be able to snag a weapon pack. And so you'll be able gotcha. to, the, the person that owns the asset will determine the pre-made split when they're listing the contract. And we're going to have one day, three day, seven day, and one month contracts available to those that want to rent. How we're different is it's all gasless because Z-Bucks is the off-chain in-game reward currency. We are basically eliminating the gas issue. We're able to just credit your account with Z-Bucks based on playtime. Every time you complete an achievement, you're going to earn Z-Bucks. Quest, Z-Bucks. If you complete the Easter egg, Z-Bucks. And so we have many different ways for you to actually generate revenue and income in the game. Now, you might ask yourself, okay, well, you're offering this stable coin. How do you actually do that? Like, who, where does the buck stop? Somebody's got to yeah. pay. And so our plan is as we continue scaling up and we have 50,000, 100,000 daily players and we're the top game on Twitch because FPS gaming absolutely dominates, as you guys know. Absolutely. What we're going to be able to do is actually license out and generate revenue from our, um, our maps themselves, our weapon skins. Uh, that's really a huge generator for us. For example, our second map is going to be a shopping mall. It's going to have 75 different stores where corporations can actually purchase um, that portion of the map, and they can put, put their own merchandise in there, just ads, banners, maybe they have like a rolling ticker, whatever. They're going to, Kevru Games is so talented, we're going to be able to put any of that in there. So that's a huge revenue gener generator for us. Um, the NFT sales, we're not keeping a single dime. The admins are not keeping a single dime from the NFT sales. All of that revenue goes to either pay Kevru Games, mm -hmm. um, continue growing marketing, or just funding the Z-Bucks treasury. Every time an individual upgrades a weapon, those Z-Bucks are burned. Every time they, we upsell them and they purchase a different weapon, such as a sniper or an RPG or a, um, a grenade launcher, that's all Z-Bucks that's burned. And we have... To, uh, we have 18 different weapons, and we've introduced five. So we still have 13 to go, and 
Uh, we, we're also building weapons every single day. So that's another way to generate revenue. The royalties from OpenSea, we're not keeping a single dollar of that revenue. So it's not unrealistic to say that on OpenSea, we might get $120 million in um, traded volume in the first you know, month or two. So let the 5% royalty, that's $6 million alone. That's yeah. going to be going to the treasury. So what it does is it buys us time to continue growing our player base so we can leverage that player base and we can come to these corporations and say, listen, we have 50,000 daily players. 50,000 people are walking around this map interacting with it. Why don't you come in and invest in us and purchase some ad space? And that's just going to continue to create and generate revenue that all gets rerouted to the stable coin. That's, that's very cool. Amazing. That's uh, I, it, yeah. it really sounds like you guys have like a, a top notch team built around actually delivering these uh, deliverables that you guys have set up for the, uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, I wanted to ask a question, Grant, because according to the available information, Undead Blocks is slated to launch first on PC and is fully compatible with console controllers. Um, how important was this feature to you and why, why, why the focus heavy on PC right now? Well, it was expensive. I'll tell you guys that much. Yeah. And the Bluetooth <laughs> functionality for the game. Uh, but listen, I was a, this is, I know this game is for everyone, but it's also for, you know, it's a statement of what our admins believe in. And listen, I've never been a PC player. I know that PC is huge right now. Personally, I was a console guy my entire life, whether Same. I was playing on Xbox or PS5. And I think a lot of FPS players just love playing console. It's not something we can walk up to Activision or, sorry, uh, walk up to my, uh, Xbox and say, we'd love to get our game on your app store. You know, we've built a game that looks like Call of Duty that is probably 90% of the quality of COD, but now you can actually earn money from your assets. I just don't think that conversation would go over very well. So <laughs> for us, it's we're trying to replicate that console experience as much as we can. We realize that a lot of games aren't doing this. A lot of play-to-earn game, games right now, you just sit there and click the button on your mouse. And mm -hmm. so that is just the next step into mass adoption where we can continue converting these full-time console gamers that aren't earning a dime but are doing what they love every single day and bringing them in where Undead Token will be the first token that they own and a Weapon Pack will be the first NFT that they own. And so that's why we're trying to make it as simple and as flexible for those individuals to make the switch and make the jump because we believe that we have the largest market cap in gaming with FPS. You consider the fact that um, COD Mobile currently has 30 million daily active players. So we're building our mobile game that'll be out before the end of the year. And 80% of play to earn is currently consumed right now by mobile. But by building the PC and the Mac game first through Unity, what that's going to allow us to do is port that game over so much faster to mobile than something that is built on the Unreal Engine. I just saw today that like Alluvium released their beta and it looks really smooth. Um, but for our perspective, we chose Unity because we want to be flexible and nimble. Every month we can get this game to you guys and to your players. That's another month they can start earning. That's another month they can monetize their in-game assets. We do not want to push it back farther than we have to. Uh, makes, makes complete sense. Um, I just wanted to ask, like you said, uh, I, I personally was never a PC gamer myself. I dabbled a little, but I was primarily Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS4. Um, now, now that I actually have a good PC setup, and a lot of gamers today now have pretty decent PC setups, what are the uh, general benchmarks or performance benchmarks that uh, a PC user will have to have to be able to play Undead Blocks? Well, we're still working on the final, I guess, optimization of the game. I will say, if you have a gaming laptop that's been constructed in the last five to six years, you're going to be just fine. If you have an i5 core, press, core processor and above, you're going to be just fine. If you can run Valent, you're going to be good. So we're still waiting on the final specs from our dev teams. And once, once we have that, we're going to make that information completely public. But it's not something where you need like a TI-3080 to run this. That's what I personally have for testing. But um, we want this to be playable for players all around the world. We realize that not everybody has the most high-end PC and Mac setup. So 
we're trying to make it as flexible as possible for people to get into the game while making it still look very good. That's, 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 I'm, I'm glad that you guys are actually like really going through the rigorous testing of, of this game and, you know, smoothing it out. Um, one thing that you actually brought up that actually interesting me, um, that how everybody gets an extra a month that it gets in an extra month into the player's hands, more time for them to be able to, you know, reap the rewards and the benefits of this game. I know that in April, you guys are planning to launch a closed beta for, uh, early adopters of the game to be able to, uh, experiment and be able to explore the game. Uh, will any of these features and implementations uh, from the closed beta carry over to the live launch that I believe you said was going to uh, launch sometime this uh, summer in July, I believe? Yeah, we're going to be targeting for July. If we have to look, our, our, some of our developers are in Ukraine. We might have to push back slightly. It's not something yeah. where we're pushing back quarter after quarter. It might be a couple weeks, maybe a month, but we're, we're in great shape in my honest opinion. Um, as for your question, so there the actual progress that you earn in the beta is not going to be saved. There's only five rounds of the beta. It's just really like a taste. It's like to wet your palate. There's also going to be an Easter egg in the beta. You're going to learn more about the horde, the zombie horde, why, uh, you know, Z-Bucks are even a thing. There's going to be an antagonist. It's going to be super cool. So uh, what I will say is we are going to be offering challenges for those that complete the beta. We are introducing a brand new game mode to zombies called speedrunning. We mm -hmm. realize that speedrunning is very hot right now on Twitch, very hot right now in gaming circles where People are taking old games such as Mario 64, Left 4 Dead, um, that historic uh, modern warfare scene with like soap and he's just like sniping out um, on Chernobyl. We realized that speedrunning is really hot and nobody, it's actually hilarious how like Call of Duty never thought to put in a speedrunning map in any of their games where you're going to have to get to a specific level and then you're going to have to do it as fast as you can, um, whether that's through using the ammo properly or just mm -hmm. headshotting everybody. We're going to have a, a leaderboard. We're going to be offering weapon NFTs and Z-Bucks giveaways um, weekly for that leaderboard as continue people continue playing the beta, and they give us feedback. That's why we are opening the closed beta to the early minters because we want people to feel like they are invested in undead blocks. Any idea and suggestion is always reviewed by our team. Um, they clamored for an Easter egg in the beta. People said, we want it, and we're going to give it to them. So this game is for the gamers. It's not for us. It's for you guys. It's for people that have been participating in the gaming brothel. What we I've coined the gaming brothel in our Discord, where you pay, you pay, you pay, and you pay for engagement, you pay for entertainment, but you actually don't earn anything. And that's where we're going to be different than a lot of these other first-person shooters. We're going to be right there with Call of Duty in terms of gameplay, what it looks like. It's going to be fun. It's going to be addicting. And it starts with that, that close beta, like you said. That's, yeah, that's really, uh, like, amazing. The fact that you guys are so, like, dedicated to... Um to actually being able to, you know, A, that feedback, that feedback loop is super important that I feel like is missing a lot in uh, traditional gaming development that it feels like a lot of this development is happening in uh, closed echo chambers. I think that's like... I think, you're really exactly, I think you're exactly right. Listen, go ahead and take a look at Activision's, um, uh, their like executive board and ask yourself, have many of them ever gamed in their entire life? These <laughs> are the ones that really have the final say on different game modes and you know how the game is produced i think so many of these gaming i guess studios and just corporations themselves have really just prioritized the dollar more so than the players and listen the players know it i for example and for madden is, is a really good case i'm a big bills fan like i said and mm -hmm. madden just keeps releasing the same game over and over again and collecting the 70 dollars from everybody because they just <sighs> update the player um the rankings the, the 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 skill level of the individual players and their whole community knows it like hashtag madden is trash trends at least once a year and it's very frustrating because people want to continue playing and investing in the franchise. You look at something like Vanguard, it's not, it's just not oh, been man. very well received. Uh, don't talk to me about Warzone Vanguard. Right 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir. I I gotta do it. This is why it shouldn't take a, a ragtag team of four trailblazers like myself to fix gaming. But that's what if that's what it takes, that's what's gonna be done. So, um, I I give you more examples. Warzone right now is completely overbotted. So many of the actual true gamers, the Dgen gamers, are fed up with it because they're just getting beat by aimbots, and it's frustrating because these corporations they don't do anything about it because it doesn't impact their bottom line. When Undead Block starts seeding market share from these first-person shooters, and we start taking their players and we make them undead blocks fanatics that's when they'll list they'll start listening to their community i absolutely agree especially with the uh the warzone aimbot it's uh it's pretty frustrating sometimes to be basically in a game where the the publishers don't you know appreciate their gamers um and, and grant could you know speak speaking of um relationships could you actually talk to us a little bit more about the uh animoca brands deal and what it took to make that happen sure. so I don't know if you know, but we, we actually recently had an interview with the uh, CEO and founder of Aki Labs and Matterless Studios, uh, Nils Phil. And he, uh, he also mentioned he was excited about their, uh, their partnership with Animoca Brands. Um, so I just wanted to expound on that a little bit, if you, yeah, if that, you might. That's a great question. Listen, we've been working with Animoca. We, we approached them at the end of October, early November, and we've been trying to close this deal because we know Animoca is the, the pinnacle of crypto venture capital, in particular blockchain gaming. You see Animoca right now is developing a play-to-earn game for the Board Ape Yacht Club. They were early investors in the Sandbox. They were investors in Dapper Labs. And so this is where the space is moving. And just speaking with Yatsu and his team, listen, they, they are focused completely on blockchain gaming. It's an industry that is continuing to grow. They're valued at, what, $5 billion now off their most recent raise. And having Animoca brands on board, A, continue, we can leverage their war chest of assets, whether it's getting us in touch with developers, esports organizations, different groups of, of people that are influential in crypto where they are actually um, introducing us to these groups where we can continue to provide value to our players. For example, we spoke with Animoca Brands and they said they have a guy that can help us build maps very quickly on the fly using um, artificial intelligence. It's something we might leverage in the future. Um, obviously, they gave us the check. Now, that's not something that is a huge priority for us, but mm -hmm. it really is just an investment in our ecosystem. And it was a a boost of um, liquidity when we needed it to continue scaling up our operation with Kevru. But I really think the biggest impact of Animoca Brands on Undead Blocks is it gives you that sense of confidence that, um, you know, we are here to stay. When we pitched Animoca, we told them we, we have a plan to basically dominate play to earn for the next decade. Really, that just entails around delivering on Undead Blocks, creating another sequel. Maybe we call it Undead Blocks Block Ops. Maybe we continue poking the bear and we definitely want to develop a pvp type of game now that we've already built out the mechanism behind it instead of shooting at zombies you're shooting at others and we're just going to continue leveraging that relationship because we realize if you're if you're with animoca brands they're with you for life um we speak with them as much as we can and they just are always a good soundboard for to be excited about 100 percent. I, I definitely agree there's a difference between you know um just accepting the money and also getting or instead of getting, you know, like a counsel and advice, sage advice from, you know, people who are actually in the industry and especially something like Animoca brands where they're heavily invested in blockchain gaming um, and, you know, NFT related companies as well. I'll tell you guys straight up, we turned down at least 15 different partners where they wanted our game and we, we chose our partners very carefully. It's something in the industry now that's known that there are just partners that you partner with that just want to dump your token and we want people that actually want to build Undead Blocks from the ground up with us. They see the vision. They share the vision. When we pitched them, even just about the licensing of the ad space and the revenue generators and the map, that was something that they were very excited about. And that's as we continue to grow and scale up our operations, like I said, when we have 100,000 daily active players playing 
uh, on the blocks and we're the front page of Twitch and people are interacting in our metaverse. That's exactly what all these large corporations talk about doing, but they have no idea how to do it yet. So, you know, we're the ones really boots on the ground building up this ecosystem and we can't wait to continue just delivering for you guys. Yeah, that's super impressive, Grant. I, I think I, I respect your dedication to being like the forerunner for this uh, for this space when it comes to, you know, uh, executing on like these, like I said before, executing on these deliverables and, you know, really making the smart uh, partnerships to be able to make this happen. Um, transitioning a little more into uh, the uh, play to earn economy and, and how a lot of this is dominating crypto gaming um, and more specifically on the concept of liquidity. Uh, liquidity and liquidity bleed is a major problem across the board with a large amount of the play to earn economy uh, that's currently implemented in gaming projects today. Um, I wanted to know, because you brought this up actually a little earlier, um, what is your opinion on this liquidity bleed that's occurring in play to earn and where are these projects failing? And I guess by extension, do you think there is a good solution to this problem? I think it's a great question. I think it starts with hyperinflation and human psychology. I I'm not here to shill other projects. I'll just leave them unnamed. You guys mm -hmm. know the what's happening with the other play-to-earn games. These, these projects where the secondary currency gets pumped and then it gets dumped, the reason why this is happening is because as they continue riding the wave up, what these, these influential groups will do is they'll tell you, look, you can make $1,000, $1,500 a day playing X game, right? And yeah. I spoke to a couple um, crypto actually fund managers that wanted to purchase a weapons for their guild, and they turned me down in the beginning, which was actually the best thing to ever happen to us. Because what we realize is that a lot of these guilds in the industry actually don't have the best interests at hearts. For for some reason, they've been branded as like saviors for play to earn gaming, and they're they're looking out for their interests. What they're really trying to do is milk as much as they can. Like you said, the liquidity issue that you're having is they're trying to milk and get their return as fast as they can, then they move on to the next game. These secondary currencies, as they go up to forty cents, you know, you look at something like Axie, obviously that's well known. Yeah. At forty cents, people were making more money than they ever made in their life playing on uh, Axie. But as it continued to fall, human psychology sets in. They said, well, this game's over. And then there's no incentive to hold. And um, you look at Pegaxi as another one where Vigorous was at 25 cents. And I just kept seeing on my feed so many people saying, this is the way, this is the future. And I knew right away, look, they do not have um, just the, the buy pressure from their secondary token. And as more people continue to breed axes, it's just creating a hyperinflation problem because as games continue to just hand out a secondary currency, it's convenient. But what it does not do is it's not actually economically sound, as we know. And, and this actually happens in real-life governments. You could use the government of Venezuela as an example for this. And so how Undead Blocks is trying to solve this issue, and I believe we've cracked the code, is having revenue generators that come outside of the game and the fact that you need continuous, sustainable revenue to support a play-to-earn game where the majority of players just want to take money out of the ecosystem. You have to inject that liquidity. In, in our case, the way we solve that problem is by working with those sponsors, working with yeah. those corporations to um, really build us up, give us a check to put their little tiny, um, have their have their store in our space, but that gives them that, A, they can say they're investing in this metaverse. That's very popular for them. And they get the retweets, they get the likes, they look cutting edge. B, if you interact with that specific store, you could potentially get that brand awareness, but really see what that does is that allows us to continue offering that off-chain in-game reward that is a stable coin where we're going to be able to pay players up to $30 a day. Now, for you and I, you guys live in New York City, $30 mm -hmm. a day probably isn't going to pay your rent. But for somebody that's in Venezuela, somebody that's in Lebanon, Egypt, Israel, Africa, that's more money than they've ever made in their life. I had a conversation with a Venezuelan doctor 
who told me if he made $30 a day playing on dead blocks, that's more than he actually makes operating on individuals in Venezuela itself. And that's actually a true story. And that's frustrating because, you know, the very many of uh, these individuals in uh, uh, these third world countries are very smart and they have very high IQ, but they're just, that's their home. They don't want to leave their home and they're just stuck in this system of, um, you know, oppression that they felt in their governments. That's where play to earn, I really feel, has the opportunity for individuals to rise up and they're able to benefit. Um, you look at the entire country of Philippines, there's 32% of them own an NFT, so they get it. So um, back to the issue of liquidity, I think the key is just you got to have more revenue generators than just the actual NFT revenue itself. Uh, I think that's really to start. You need to have that third party. You can't inject liquidity from selling token. You can't inject liquidity be, by um, you know inflating your currency because it just doesn't work. It's just economics 101. And so where Undead Blocks has the advantage, guys, is our game is actually set with humans. We're set in an apocalyptic metaverse that easily could happen in the next five to 10 years. I mean, who yeah. knows? And so we're able to replicate the human experience through the first-person shooter through the eyes of the player. And so we're able to advertise in that specific way that is very attractive to these corporations. It's very hard to brand a peg Axie, very hard to brand a horse, very hard to brand um, you know, an Axie itself. I guess you could take like the NASCAR approach where the cars are all labeled up with ads, but it's much easier for us to create a metaverse where you're interacting with these different stores and groups and just seeing advertisements. It feels second nature, but it really is just allowing us to continue to grow um, the Undead Blocks ecosystem itself. That's, that's nice. Uh, and and yeah. you, you basically answered, answered our uh, next question, which, which is what it would take to implement and you know, uh, allow players to consistently reinvest their time and value back into a game to make them uh, feel that sense of participation, but also that, that return on investment and that dedicated community. So um, that's definitely uh, something, you know, for everyone to consider. And it sounds like you guys have definitely taken the time out to thoroughly, uh, to thoroughly research and implement something like that in what, Undead Blocks. What we've done is we've created a system in which you can just earn money in many different ways. But we're also passing the buck off of people, off of ourselves in the fact, in a couple of different ways. A is, like I said, the, the revenue generation from those, those corporations and groups. And, and they could be NFT groups. They could be alphas. They could be anything. Like, we, we're not, ex like, closing ourselves off to that. We haven't even really started. I mean, our game isn't out yet. So um, this is just coming down the pipeline. But um, what I also want to say is every time somebody upgrades their weapon, uh, that upgrade is actually updated in the metadata of the NFT itself. So, for example, if Legal buys a zombie killer pack and he wants to make his F1 stronger, he burns his Z-Bucks, he makes his weapon stronger. If he was to sell that weapon on OpenSea, you would think that that upgraded weapon will be worth more than just a level one weapon that somebody's never used. And so the more we can actually have those burn mechanisms increase the value of your secondary NFT, but not make it the main source of burning that is just every dollar saved, that is not money we have to pay out to our players. And um, think about it. If we continue increasing the value of the NFTs through upgrades, that's just more revenue we can generate through the OpenSea royalties, which again, just gets reinvested back into the system. So these really early adopters are going to have a huge benefit because they're going to be able to scale up operations very quickly because there is a set supply of weapons. It's not like something like Axie or Pegaxie where you continuously breed. You can't breed weapons. The only time we're going to up, up, add more weapons to the ecosystem is through either a staking program, which I can get into, uh, or we offer limited edition drops. For example, we partnered with Overworld Gaming in the UK. They have 13,000 daily active players. They run tournaments every single day. We're going to be introducing a God-level pack, which is 
Um, just again, a different medley of the weapons that we offer, branded mm -hmm. with their skins and just offering a limited edition to drop. Similar to what Jordan Brand does in Supreme, where they have these limited edition drops and people can participate. And that's just going to continue generating hype. It's going to continue the, the good vibes. And it's really just going to help us grow organically. I haven't even talked about the gameplay itself. I feel that um, there are so many individuals, millions of people around the world uh, that are investing in crypto. And for some reason, there is no crypto video game for anybody. Like, if you guys can think of one, please let me know. But we're building in the crypto voice lines for our players. Like, for example, when your player, when the, the guy Lucas from Miami gets down, he says, ah, oh, rugged again. Uh, Eva, <laughs> she's the last one on the map. And everyone else is dead. She says, ah, oh, we're not going to make it. Like, this is going to be the crypto game for the people. And this is going to be something that allows mainstream adoption within crypto groups itself. Because once these things go viral and they become memes, I, I swear to you, people are just going to be all over this game just for the, the crypto references themselves. So we're really marketing to a very diverse group where it's not just pro gamers, it's actual NFT collectors, it's crypto heads, it's uh, crypto moms and dads that want to connect more with their sons and daughters that have been gaming pretty much their entire life, but giving them a way to... Uh, generate revenue and just open up their own small business and really try to achieve more financial flexibility in their lives. I, I absolutely love it. I love how you're really targeting all these different, um, these different groups and like really actually making it an inclusive experience. I mean, gaming is supposed to be that. It's supposed to be an inclusive experience. And I'm not even going to lie. I own a Supreme Metro card. So like that, that actually, I'm one of those suckers who get caught like that. <laughs> Uh, hey, I mean, listen, the Undead Blocks has no race, has no gender, has no age. Doesn't matter if you're 85 years old. Doesn't matter if you're 16 and you want to play and you want to earn. You have a space in our in our metaverse. Um, as the zombie apocalypse continues on, there are going to be many different types of people that are, I guess, participating and living through this hellscape. So um, we are trying to open ourselves up to as many different groups as we possibly can. And that's what's really going to allow us to take off. Um, and and speaking, speaking on the longevity of the game... Um... Obviously, this is a, like you said, right now it's PvE, it's a cooperative shooter, something akin to how uh, Call of Duty or Left 4 Dead seem to be the great examples to uh, attribute what the uh, gameplay loop is like for um, Undead Blocks. Um, how do you see, I, I mean, from your perspective, because obviously, like you said, the game isn't launched yet, but your, from your perspective, uh, two to three down the years down the line, uh, what do you think the future of Undead Blocks looks like? And I guess by extension, what do you see crypto gaming looking like two to three years down the line? I think, listen, there's room for all of us to eat. I'll just touch on your second point first. I think mm -hmm. there are people that love Halo, people love Call of Duty. Look, look at all the first-person shooters out there. Then you, you haven't even considered the League of Legends fans, the Clash of Clans fans, even the people that play Candy Crush. Like, everybody has their game. And I think as more games continue to tap into those ecosystems, continue to build play-to-earn games for familiar gameplay loops, I think it's really going to lead to this mass adoption now one thing i will say is um the game has to be fun listen undead blocks has to be fun or there will be another game that overtakes us because it's more fun and you might be able to earn the same amount of money you're going to choose the more fun game but i think a lot of people would rather earn their 30 dollars a day than play something that is just mind numbing and, and brain scrubbing for 40 dollars. so our perspective is we try to make our game as fun as possible as for the future of play to earn gaming i think the key is is you have to build these sustainable economies people don't want to get invested in something only just to see it fail. It really is just a terrible feedback. And obviously, I'd, I don't want that to happen. So you have to be sure. And I think a lot of projects, they don't deliver on their timelines. They continue to raise token. They continue to sell NFTs. Then they push things back a quarter, a quarter, a quarter. Sometimes they don't even, it's like a slow rug. It's not even like it's just a massive rug pull. It's just like 
eventually people just give up. They stop fighting for it. They're like, eh, I'll move on to something else. And so that's a problem. That's something that is going to have to be addressed. But I think from Undead Block's perspective, the key for us is continuing, like I said, make it fun. And you touched on right now we are PVE, but we do have plans to implement a PVP. As soon as the Activision news released three months ago that they're not releasing a game of 2023, all of our buzz ears went up and said, whoa, this is yeah. a huge opportunity for us where there is not going to be another game. People already are pissed off from Vanguard. Maybe this is something we can really strike and we can continue building. Um, again, I, I don't want to get too much into the sequel because we want to focus on Undead Blocks, but it is on our mind as we continue to scale up and use our ecosystem fund to hire more devs, hire more talented people as we continue to leverage what we've already built. But there is a massive, massive opportunity, fellas, in 2023 with the Kingpin falling for a year. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they were acquired by Microsoft and they sold themselves out for $70 billion. And they built their brand off the backs of COD players. So why not let the COD players have a game where they can continue playing the game loop that they love, but actually earn some money from it? I don't think people are loyal to Call of Duty. I just don't think that there is a competitor to Call of Duty that can actually take them head on. And that's what we're looking to do. Uh, no, I complete. I completely understand that 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 need, and and obviously, uh, Activision has always been one of those companies that just has to pump out one game, one game, one game. And I I feel like that similarly, and th this is kind of tangential, but like Ubisoft was doing that with uh, Assassin's Creed, and then they had to take that year off because the quality was suffering. And obviously, like you said, Vanguard, for lack of a better term, isn't living up to that that familiar quality that gamers expect from that gameplay loop that Call of Duty provides. And uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was disappointed. I was looking very forward to just not buying another Call of Duty. And like something like Undead Block seems to be a natural progression of where um, gamers would want to head into now that we're here in this very prevalent Web, uh, web 3.0 world. Consider the um, current gaming model. You purchase a, let's say you purchased a PS4, Okay. And you purchase Call of Duty, you spent 70 bucks on the Call of Duty, you purchase Fortnite, you bought skins, you bought battle passes. Maybe you played the COD Zombies, you bought the DLC pack for the extra maps. All of that money, gone. And that's yeah. frustrating for people because they're just not getting any return on investment. They're just having a good time. And now that the PS5 is out, well, now, well, your PS4 is irrelevant too. And, well, looks like you got to buy another controller. And they're just continuing to find ways to pillage your wallet. And it's just frustrating. Whereas something like Undead Blocks is a one-time investment or multiple time investment if you want to purchase more weapons to lend out, and then you continue to reap the rewards. And let's say you're tired of Undead Blocks. Let's say, okay, I bought this weapon NFT. I played it for six months. I'm ready to move on to something else. Totally understand it. You can actually sell your weapons. You can sell the skins that you earned. You can continue to reap the rewards of the Undead Block system if you choose to just lend out the weapon, not even sell it. So there's many different ways to monetize what you have going on. And we don't have to charge you. We don't have to charge you for more maps. Um, and if we did even offer a charging, what we could do is we could just put things in Z-Bucks. You want something? Just play our game for a couple couple days, and then you can generate the money to buy it, right? It's not something where you're continuously paying the credit card, and just once that map goes offline, it's dead. So I really believe that this Z-Bucks model of using it as like the dollar, making sure it's um, you know stable, and just any time that we offer different weapon skins, maybe you want to participate in tournaments, and there's like an entry fee, but um, you know the winner gets all the Z-Bucks, we keep 10%. We burn it as like a burn mechanism. Lots of different things we can do to keep people engaged. We're already introducing a brand new game mode with the speed running. There is more to come. Honestly, guys, uh, one of the things I would love to see, and it's just a matter of how many polygons we can fit into a map, is 20-person mm -hmm. zombie royales. This is also something that's never been done. 
it's not a traditional Royale in my mind in the fact that the, the map closes and it's very frustrating in Warzone. I mean, hell, you, you, get, you get killed and you go to the Gulag and then someone else can bring it back. It's very frustrating. How I vision Undead Blocks Royale to be is 20 individuals on the map and they have their loadout. And if you get downed, you're out. And then the last person survive, the last person on the map that survives, they actually earn all of the loot or they earn a majority of it. And I think that would be super cool, a different way to spin off a Royale, not where something where the map gets smaller, but it becomes a uh, fight for resources and also a fight for your life as there's just thousands of zombies running around you and you're trying to stay alive. Something like that is a really, I think, a great idea that we just need more time to implement, but it's coming mm -hmm. down the road. Grant, I got to say, I, I love it. Um, I, I could hear the passion uh, in your voice and just the foresight. And as a huge fan of, um, you know, OG Halo 2 zombie variants and custom game modes, um, I'm definitely excited to see what you guys cook up with, uh, cook up next. Um, and I have to ask, you know, what, what is your what is your update schedule look like uh, post launch in July in terms of, you know, in-game assets and just releasing new skins, weapons and, and changes, uh, you know, and in game modes? So we've been getting uh, new builds every week. And I think as the game goes live, you'll probably see that be the case where we, if we have bugs to fix and upgrades, that's where we're spending so long on this first map is just making sure we're working everything down. We have the flexibility by only offering one map to make sure everything is crimmed and propped. Whereas Call of Duty releases 20 maps, especially plus COD zombies and just a lot of dev work that needs to be done. So for us, it's trying to start small, then leveraging, building out that next map, the shopping mall map, which is going to be awesome. So, I would anticipate maybe a weekly to start and then just bi-weekly updates with different um, things you might see in the map. For example, the Easter egg is going to be completed, but maybe we add more different hints and teasers that people can be like, what is this? Like, how does this tie into the story? Because there is going to be a story within the Undead Blocks metaverse. It's not something where you're just playing to earn. You're actually going to follow our characters on this voyage, and they're all in this neighborhood for a reason. They're looking for something. So I think it's just going to be really cool to continue building out that story and having you know fan discussions about where they think the game is going to go. And we can't wait to bring it to them. Awesome. And um, are there any future collaborations that, that you plan on making that will take Undead Blocks outside of the metaverse um, here in our own real world? I don't know. This is just a, uh, well, a little, little with, question Without here. getting too much. I mean, it's a good question. Now, I, I, when I get the official details, I'll give it to you guys as soon as I can. I will say we have had conversations with actual companies um, and preliminary conversations about getting that advertisement in that second map. And I, the deals just aren't finalized, but that would be one way um, to continue to grow, um, you know, outside of the Undead Blocks metaverse. One thing we've also teased is real-life in-game loot boxes. So if you purchase a loot box in Z-Bucks, maybe we send you an actual box with a customized controller, just maybe a message from the founders, maybe a hoodie, uh, maybe a t-shirt and stuff like that. So you, you feel like you're getting an actual loot box. It's an actual physical asset. So that's one thing we've also teased I think would be super cool. But yeah, we're working these collabs behind the scenes are... Myself and Kane, we are just overwhelmed with different inquiries, um, just trying to sort out the legit ones from the ones that, um, you know, aren't, aren't so legit. So for us, it's just continuing to grow organically, continuing to leverage those connections and staying close with our partners and just continue to grow from there. Wow. Awesome. That's, that's, yeah, that's the fact. I'm, I'm looking very forward to that because I'm a big fan of, like, supporting games i'm a big fan of supporting brands that i'm really down with so if i ever manage to get myself like a hoodie or a controller like that for undead blocks i'm, I'm a suck like i said i got the supreme metro card i'm a sucker for like real world ways of being able to show my support for that but um chris is a hype beast if you couldn't I, tell grant i'm so I'm, you, I'm a major hype beast he brought me on this podcast for a t-shirt huh that's basically <laughs> what we got to 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> see, send me your address. I'll make it happen. I promise. Guys, you your t-shirt. Send me your size. I got you. Listening this whole time, guys. Absolutely blown away. Word for word. God bless you guys. I love, I, yo, much, much love what to you, and, 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 and before we go, you know, before, before we wrap this whole thing up, because I know you're on a giant AMA tour right now, just spreading the good word of uh, Undead Blocks. Uh, for the listeners at home, how can we follow the progress of the team through the beta all the way up to launch day? And where can we follow you guys for? So uh, our, Mar- our mint date is actually going to be March 25th at 10 a.m. Eastern time. I'm going to be doing 24 hours of AMAs leading up to that mint day. So um, who knows? Maybe we do another episode. But uh, uh, I will be speaking with our different partners and staying close with them. And I think that's also important. You don't want to be um, it, we don't want to lose touch of these groups, these NFT groups, these alphas after mint day, because you know, we, a lot of them look, are going to flip, but a lot of them are going to hold and they want to hear from me. And so I just try to speak to as many people as I can. So, um, mint day is actually going to be March 25th at 10 AM. We did give you guys, uh, some whitelist spots, um, for your community, which is great. And I can't wait for you guys to, to hand those out. And, um, one thing I will say is after the Mint, we are going to be um, releasing our teaser trailer, which is going to be awesome. It's going to teach you more about the Horde. It's not going to be gameplay. It's just going to be more about like the storyline, which is going to be super cool. Uh, we're going to have our closed beta. That's going to be out at the end of April. We're going to start rolling that out. Um, we're going to have a beta boot camp where you're going to actually be able to apply if you're a holder um, and tell us why you want a beta test. And we're going to roll those out 50, 100 person at a time just so that we can continue soliciting feedback from our organization. And then we're going to go from there. We're going to offer that speed running mode. Like I said, we're going to have weekly challenges in the beta to mm-hmm. see who can get through the, um, the, the build as fast as they can. Once we offer new builds, maybe we'll just play with the parameters. Maybe one day we'll make it super hard and nobody can do it. It's just, just to get more testing to see how the weapons are working out. So, um, for those of you that don't follow us on Twitter, grant, um, or follow myself on Twitter, grant underscore undead, follow undead blocks on Twitter. It's just at undead blocks, join our discord. I think it's actually the, the best community right now. Uh, we have about 30,000 diehards. People just talk about everything. They talk about sports. They talk about gaming. They talk about other projects. It's really a great place to hang out. It feels like a bar, to be honest with you. It, it's just, we have our regulars and I, I just love hanging out with everybody in there. So I do appreciate you guys having me on and uh, uh, thanks again. Yeah, thank you so very much for taking thank the time you, to talk to us. Grant, everybody, thank you for joining us. Grant from Undead Blocks, make sure to follow him. We're going to put the links in the descriptions and uh, we'll catch you all on the next episode. Peace.